High Noon. This is News Talk. Okay, earlier in the week we spoke to Professor Alison Pollock, who is the Director of the Institute of Health and Society at Newcastle University, on whether or not rugby should be banned from schools because of the dangers of head injury, concussion, collision, all that kind of stuff. And we did get on to the topic of concussion that got Joan Wynne to get in touch with us to tell us about her late husband, Brian. Joan, thanks for speaking to us here on High Noon. Yeah, you're welcome. Now, you were listening to the show and we were obviously talking about the dangers of uh, concussion and uh, down the line you can develop from that brain, you know, damage and, and neurodegenerative diseases and all that kind of stuff. Tell me a little bit about your husband's story. Well, um, Brian played a lot of rugby and he was about 26 at the time and um, he suffered a bad head injury during this time. Now, he spent 11 days in the Richmond with on and off concussion and he seemed to have got over it very well and there was no problem. But during the next 10 years, on and off, he was experiencing a strange burning rubber smell. And we kind of um, felt because he was a Honda dealer, we thought maybe it was coming from the tyres, hitting the tyres in the showroom. And we couldn't think of, you know, I wasn't getting it. So I thought, then one Saturday he came home and he said to me, you know, this burning smell overwhelming and he said you can't get it so we decided maybe an eye test so he, he went for the eye test and he was immediately admitted to a hospital okay. and the neurosurgeon um, he was in the States at the time it was very new at the time in Ireland yes. at that time so we waited he waited for two weeks and when he came back he diagnosed a benign meningioma, brain tumour. Okay. Uh, that, so, can I ask you, what age were you and Brian at the time? Uh, Brian, when this started, he was 26. Well, the, the, we were the, just the, married. I was 23, he was 26. Oh, good Lord, so young. Um, so, obviously, uh, um, he was in hospital for 11 days. He must have had a very significant head injury. Most people who might have concussion might be in for a day or two. At, well, at I think most. he had a couple of episodes of the... Um, Okay. The you know the tumor, the injury at the time, and I think they kept him for observation as well as everything else. Okay. You know. Yeah. But uh, it's just that he decided that the neurosurgeon decided to operate. Okay. But unfortunately, during the surgery, the optic nerve was cut, and he suffered a stroke. Um, as the tumor was benign, and the burning spell was consistent over the ten years, that it seemed to be an aura from the brain. I could never get it. It was coming from his head. Yeah. And it was consistent since his rugby injury. And I just feel it would be beneficial to do maybe a survey on older head injuries. Yeah. This, I'm not medical. I have do you, know, do, you, do you know what it strikes me in this? Because there isn't really any evidence that, that would say that a brain tumour would be caused by a head injury. But do you know what... It, it does strike me as very possible is is that if your husband had a head injury and also had a brain tumour and they were two separate things, 
if we kept putting the symptoms down to the head injury, he probably didn't get the help for the brain tumour because he'd had the head injury and it sort of, it seemed like a reasonable cause. Do you know what I mean? That 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 it was missed because everyone said, Asher, he'd had that bang to the head or whatever. So so that, that was why it maybe went on for so long. But you were obviously very, yeah. very, I just married a young, a young woman. We were, we were, yeah. But he had the next um, 10 years then he he survived for 10 years with this tumour. So t- but he was blind for, because of the fact the optic nerve was yeah. cut, he was blind for four years of that time. And also the, the nerve died in the eyes, so it was closed. But um, it, there was no cancer there ever at yeah. any stage. But yeah. from what I believe, the meningiomas are usually benign. You'd know more about this <laughs> than I would. But, um, but th- this this brought him up to his... D- d- did Brian pass away, Joan, in his mid-30s? No, he survived then for 10 years and he's now dead 20 years. He was 50. Okay, but still a very young... A very died. Very, very yeah. young man. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you're right. Meningiomas can be benign, but if they take up enough space inside your head, they still well. That's what hu- the problem huge, is. Wrapped around yeah, the main artery. Huge, so. huge problems. And and you obviously were dealing with this from from your youth and all the way through your married life. Did you guys go on and have a family? Oh, we have five children. Amazing, and, brilliant. Um, Laura, the youngest, who got married just two weeks ago, um, she she was only five. Yeah. And he got sick. So, but they were great, five of them, I have to say now, but they, they didn't give me <laughs> during that time. Which, which, is, which is a credit to, to, to both yourself and Brian. But, but, but nonetheless, it's, it, when you lose somebody young and they miss things like their youngest wedding and all those milestones, no doubt grandchildren will come along and all that kind of stuff, there is a, a, a massive loss. You went on and you set up a, a support group yourself, Joe. Well, I, I actually felt there has to be somebody else out there like yeah. Brian who's got this. So I heard um, a man called Arthur on Gabe Byrne's show and I thought he was saying very similar things to Brian. Yeah. And he had, um, he was, he obviously had a brain tumor too, but he couldn't work and he was a very clever guy. And I, I rang Gabe Byrne and I rang the, the station and he yeah. rang me back and he said, I'll, I'll ring Arthur and see if you can meet up. So, he did, and we, we I got the two lads to meet because Brian was as mad as a hatter, and Arthur was a very nice, <laughs> normal guy. And um, but they got on fantastically, and from that, we started meeting in each other's houses. And um, Hilda Allen was another lady who joined us next, and it was, they were fantastic support, you know, out there. And you set up so, a peer support group. We did, but we didn't know really much about it. We were all, yeah. you know, in the dark, really. Yeah, yeah. But, but it grew from there and we got rooms. Brian knew somebody in the concert hall that gave us a room for probably about six months, I think, at the beginning. And then we got a room in, but we were in St. Luke's Hospital. Yeah. They were fantastic. And we had a huge crowd. And the families were actually suffering more than the Of course. Patients. Well, you do so, suffer when you see a loved one slipping away from you and suffering yeah, as well. Yeah, people don't realise that. Of course you do. The families who are going through well, there's all of these other issues financially and every other way. Yeah, of course. And, um, yeah, huge. A family of five to bring up and, and, and somebody sick and unwell. But we had the garage at the time yeah. um, with a Honda dealership in that mine 
and we had a partner, so he decided to go to Australia uh, straight away when you know when this happened. And but I I took over for about two years. Did you? And, um, but you know, you're, people, you're, the guys were coming in and they'd look around to see if there was anything that resembled a man. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you pointed out you were well able. But you're some woman, aren't you? A husband sick with a brain tumor, five kids, and you running a Honda dealership. That that says quite well, a lot about you, doesn't it? To, I remember the first consignment of Hondas that came in. I, I actually mean, remember when the Hondas arrived too, but <laughs> back in the but day. It, I, I I mean, I had to write this check. I thought, oh my god, how many knots. <laughs> Yes, um, it's very interesting what you were saying that Brian suffered with. Obviously, he suffered with he was getting weird smells, and that is a symptom that people maybe even listening today. If you're smelling something, then it's not there. That's a neurological symptom that needs to be checked out. Well, that's what, that's the whole reason. The story I, I you are telling me, and it was back in the eighties and everything. It makes me think. First of all, we probably didn't have great scanning facilities here in Ireland. We probably only had a handful of scanners in the whole country, if even a handful. And right. it also strikes me that you probably that those symptoms that Brian had. Maybe the meningioma was already going on. I, I can't see how a bang to the head would, would 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 cause anything like that. But what what does seem to make sense is is that he was having symptoms and going, oh, that time I got banged in the head at the rugby. It's all down to that. And because of that, the fact that the poor man was was having a brain tumor was probably missed. Did did it take a long time from when the symptoms developed to actually getting some kind of a hard diagnosis? Well, it was. Uh, we didn't go for ten years. I mean, the first. Um, yeah, it did. It took quite quite a while. So it was ten years on and off. Good you know, experience in that that burning rubber. And and tell me, John, does the support group still run? Do, do, does oh, they do, and they're they're operating on St Luke's still and Cork and Galway. It's now, Galway spread out around the country with, with uh, Cancer West. Yeah, and they're brilliant. I mean, and the people who run it, I mean, they're just amazing. But I decided. After 20 years, we let some younger people with the technical knowledge come, in, well, come on board, you, you know. You have the experience and you've gone through that that kind of that kind of life. Is there a, a contact number, Joan, or, or a website or anything? If people people who maybe are listening, maybe they have somebody or they themselves well, they have... they have a website, the Irish Brain Tumor Support Group. If somebody Googles that, they'll find the website. And, and, and the you... Cork Group now, are, they meet in the University Hospital. Very good. And the the the, the Galway group meet in Cancer West okay. premises, and and you found it a great support at the time. That's that's right. Yeah. And uh, well, at the time, it really helped me as well. You yeah, know, absolutely. That got us through, and we, you know, it's amazing the support that was out there. We had, to, and we also had great fun uh, running this thing. Because yeah. We had a party for everybody in the Grange Golf Club every year while I was there and we had lots of fun things and I think you have to do that side of it too. I think you do. I think you have to celebrate all those kinds of things. Well, you, you know, life is short for everybody and precious yeah. and I think, I think... And we wrote a book while we were... Did you? While I was involved. It was called A Sense of Humour because my husband was as mad as a hatter and <laughs> he was always joking and, yeah. and we... we um, we called it a sense of tumour. And, you know, it's amazing. They all sent in their, their little bits and pieces. But oh, my daughter at the time was nine. And I said to her, are you going to do anything for the for the book? And she wrote, I'll just very quickly tell you, my dad is sick, I wonder why. He has a brain tumour and a run-down eye. 
I really, really wonder why. I was only five when my dad got sick, but now I'm nine and I don't cry a bit. But why? But why? Because I am nine. Oh, God. Oh, Joe. There you are. Oh, look, listen, thank you so much for calling us and thank you so much for sharing the story of that. And, I'm and I hope maybe someone will out there might design it. I'm so, I'm so sure here. somebody listening, somebody here listening will, will be moved and, and, and supported and uplifted by what you've just told us. And I know it's only a... a, a it's not a direct link in any way to, to, to concussion or anything like that. But we just thought yeah. it was a very interesting story. And thank you so much for getting in touch. And the best of luck with everything. That's Joan. Thank Wynn. you very much for calling.